The reading is from Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 to 14. Ephesians 1, 3 to 14. Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm has already been lavished upon us as a love gift from our wonderful heavenly Father, the Father of our Lord Jesus. All because he sees us wrapped into Christ. This is why we celebrate him with all our hearts. And in love he chose us before he laid the foundation of the universe. Because of his great love, he ordained us so that we would be seen as holy in his eyes with an unstained innocence. For it was always in his perfect plan to adopt us as his delightful children through our union with Jesus, the Anointed One, so that his tremendous love that cascades over us, would glorify his grace. For the same love he has for the beloved Jesus, he has for us. And this unfolding plan brings him great pleasure. Since we're now joined to Christ, we've been given the treasures of redemption by his blood, the total cancellation of our sins, all because of the cascading riches of his grace. This superabundant grace is already powerfully working in us, releasing all forms of wisdom and practical understanding. And through the revelation of the Anointed One, he unveiled his secret desires to us. The hidden mystery of his long-range plan which he was delighted to implement from the very beginning of time. And because of God's unfailing purpose, this detailed plan will reign supreme through every period of time until the fulfillment of all the ages finally reaches its climax, when God makes all things new in all of heaven and earth through Jesus Christ. Through our union with Christ, we too have been claimed by God as his own inheritance. Before we were ever born, he gave us our destiny, that we would fulfill the plan of God, who always accomplishes every purpose and plan in his heart. God's purpose was that we, Jews, who were the first to long for the messianic hope, would be the first to believe in the anointed one, and bring great praise and glory to God. And because of him, when you, who are not Jews, heard the revelation of truth, you believed in the wonderful news of salvation. <clears throat> now we have been stamped with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. He's given to us like an engagement ring as the first installment of what's coming. He's our hope, promise of a future inheritance, which seals us until we have all of redemption's promises and experience complete freedom, all for the supreme glory and honor of God. This is the word 
of God, of the Lord. Thank you, Anthea. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. John chapter 1, reading from verse 8 to 18. John was not that light, but he came to show who is. For he was merely a messenger to speak the truth about the light. For the perfect light of truth was coming into the world and shine upon everyone. He entered into the world he created, yet the world was unaware. He came to the people he created, to those who should have received him, but they did not recognize him. But those who embraced him and took hold of his name, he gave authority to become the children of God. He was not born by the joining of human parents or from natural means or, from, or by a man's desire, but he was born of God. And so the living expression became a man and lived among us. We gazed upon his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, overflowing with tender mercy and truth. John announced the truth about him when he taught the people. He's the one. He's the one I've been telling you would come after me, even though he ranks far above me, because he existed before I was even born. And from the overflow of his fullness, we receive grace heaped upon more grace. Moses gave us the law, but Jesus the anointed one unveils truth wrapped in tender mercy. No one ever before gazed upon the full splendor of God except his uniquely beloved son, who is cherished by the Father and held close to his heart. Now that he has come to us, he has unfolded the full explanation of who God truly is. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. And so, Lord, may I speak such that your children hear you and you alone. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you please be seated? And Oksana, if we could have the... I'm going to be referring to the Ephesians reading quite a lot, so if we could have that on. And I don't think you've got the verse numbers there, but I'll try and guide you as I go along. Well, if I didn't reading up, uh, it's, if we go on to the next verse, verse 5 to 6, for it was always in its perfect plan. The next screen. That's right. For it was always in his perfect plan to adopt you as his delightful child through your union with Jesus, the anointed one, so that his tremendous love that cascades over you would glorify his grace. And this is the critical thing. For the same love he has for the beloved Jesus, he has for you. And because he sees us as his son Jesus, we are, and we can go to the previous screen, the previous one, verse 4, 
Yeah, that's it. Because we see us as we see his son Jesus, he sees, we are seen as holy in his eyes with an unstained innocence. Just take a moment to savor that. We are seen as holy in his eyes. You are seen as holy in his eyes with an unstained innocence. Whatever you've done that you know is wrong, that you know is bad, whatever wickedness you've committed, whatever sinful act, whatever selfish, perverse, malevolent thing you've done or thought or said, you are seen by him with an unstained innocence. And if we go forward, probably a couple of screens, it's verse 7, since we're now joined to Christ. Next one. It's, if we, yes, that's it. Since we're now joined to Christ, we've been given the treasures of redemption by his blood. The total cancellation of our sins all because of the cascading riches of his grace. Let's just pause a moment there. The total cancellation of your sin. That is mind-blowing. It's not just past. It's not just the present sins you've committed today. And we all have, haven't we? We've thought it. Maybe we've been grumbling at members of our family before coming to church. Maybe we've not been thinking nice things. I don't know, but most of us, maybe you haven't, most of us have probably sinned already today. But this is saying that he's not only cancelled sins past and present, but the sins you have yet even to commit. It's not a license to sin, but it's the knowledge that he has cancelled those sins that you're going to commit in two years' time, let alone three days' time. All because of the cascading riches of his grace. And let's go on to the next screen, please. This superabundant grace is already powerfully working in us, releasing all forms of wisdom and practical understanding. Superabundant grace. Well, what is it? It's the Holy Spirit, of course. And because of him, when you who are not Jews heard the revelation of truth, you believed in the wonderful news of salvation. This is right towards the end. Now we have been stamped with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. The next, um, the next one, please. The next one. <laughs> That's right. He's given to us like an, the next one again. I think I'll just read it. He's given to us like an engagement ring as the first installment of what's coming. That's verse 14. But already, and you have to go back, if you go back and read Ephesians chapter 1 again. Every, every spiritual, this is verse 3 at the beginning, every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm has already been lavished upon us as a love gift from our wonderful heavenly Father, the Father of our Lord Jesus, all because he sees you wrapped into Christ. 
It can be hard to take these words of encouragement from Paul in, especially if life is hard for you at the moment. Maybe you're going through hard times in relationship, at work, in situations around you. It can be hard to, to actually identify that you are the recipient of what Paul is describing to the Ephesians. To take in that you are so loved, so cherished, that God sees you, imperfect though you are in your own eyes, God sees you as holy with unstained innocence because he's cancelled all your sins. And that he has a destiny for you that beggars belief. You might think you have no talent, no gifts, no skills for the kingdom. But he has a destiny for you that beggars belief. Listen again to God's words. And this is verse 11 of Christ. We too have been claimed by God as his own inheritance. Before we were even born, he gave us our destiny. That we would fulfill the plan of God who always accomplishes every purpose and plan in his heart. Well, no wonder Paul says this is why we celebrate him with all our hearts. Because if anybody knew and comprehended what he was saying, it was Paul, more than most people ever will. You've got to have been down there in the dust, in the worst possible situation, maybe to understand why Paul was so grateful. And we should be so grateful to God for this love. Paul had been opposed to God's work. Paul had persecuted Christians unto death. Paul's life had been completely opposed to the operation of God's kingdom. But in a moment, on that road to Damascus, his life had been completely changed by his surrendering of who he was to Jesus. And some of you, I know, have had dramatic conversion experiences in that same way. Maybe you were in prison. Maybe you were in a, in a, in a veil of despair, in a, in a slough of despond, which only you know was, was so awful. You really wanted to end your life. And then God stepped in. God changed the situation. And from then on, you've begun that journey of knowing him and loving him. You see, Paul knew that God the Father saw him, Paul, as the Father saw Jesus. And for each one of us, we embark on a journey where we come to know and own that, that God sees us as he sees Jesus. And it's amazing. And it's mind-blowing. And it's undeserved. Paul could literally feel God's love. And I hope you've begun to feel and experience God's love at different times in your life. Just to know that God is with you and in you. And that God, like as with Paul, has given you a destiny to fulfill. I'm excited today at the cusp of 2022 because 
the wonderful blessing in the heavenly realm has already been lavished upon us as a love gift from our wonderful heavenly Father, the Father of our Lord Jesus, all because he sees us wrapped into Christ. The spiritual blessings have already been lavished on you as a gift. The issue is being aware of them, appropriating them, and using them for the glory of the kingdom. So how do we do that in 2020?